Good day and welcome to Practice Blueprint, the podcast. Each episode of Practice Blueprint captures our success and shares it with other practitioners. Our success is based on already making big mistakes so you don't have to. See, over the years, we have been fortunate to capture a proven, sustainable, and successful program which will eliminate fear, frustration, and stress while it advances your competency and your confidence so that you can develop a sustainable, profitable, natural health business. This system is built by practitioners for practitioners. It is not theory. It has been proven with over 30,000 clinical hours of hands-on experience to support it. In each episode, we will address real clinical challenges with proven, accessible solutions any practitioner can benefit from. This, in turn, will position you to develop that natural health business you've always dreamed of. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our Country Doctors Practice Blueprint uh, Free Friday. Thanks for joining us. Today we are discussing uh, Candida protocols from the perspective of the practitioner. Uh, this is super, super important, and um, I do have Dan here on the phone, on speakerphone, because he couldn't be here live this morning. So, hey, Dan, you want to say a quick hello? I would love to. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're all doing very well. This is a great topic. Thank you for choosing it. Yeah, it is, it is extremely important because what we find is, um, Dan, like how many just like ballpark guests what percentage of clients would you say coming in have uh, candida as being one of their, you know, first layers of stress that they need to deal with? As a primary, 50%, and as a secondary, as much as 90 to 95%. It is rampant with people, and it manifests in many different ways, producing many different uh, physical concerns, over 250 that have been documented. And so, uh, yeah, it's one of the things that we have to know how to handle. And we as practitioners need to know how to handle it from multiple angles. What do you mean by that? Well, what happens is, is that stress can be a, a, a determining factor as to whether or not uh, candida gets overgrown or out of its bounds. Um, so over-the-counter prescription medications, trauma, whether it be physical or emotional, uh, nutritional deficiencies, toxemias, there are a number of things that the underlying uh, thyroid, endocrine imbalances, hormonal imbalances, there's a number of things that can contribute to the problem. So when this really became popular decades ago with uh, people like Doug Kaufman's work and, and later on with leaky gut syndrome with, um, with the medical doctor down in Colorado, um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, things that we have to be able to handle and pinpoint that these can be a contributing factor to this imbalance. Yeah, absolutely. We um, used to think it was just diet. Right. And we realize now there's literally dozens of internal environment stressors that can create the problem. Yes. And you and I were talking earlier this week because we've both gone through, you know, a couple of different rounds of candida overgrowth. Um, I know, you know, we've gone through kind of it being food related, conquered that, and then going through it on a stress 
you know, where stress is feeding it and the diet is on point. And what you and I were discussing is that we actually felt like that was um, tougher to get through. Um, I thought it was harder on my body physically when I was dealing with like candida stress versus candida from diet um, related. And, And it was extremely frustrating for me because I was at a place in my life where I had my diet on point, but maybe wasn't aware that I was internalizing so much stress and like thinking I'm dealing with it, but I'm actually just internalizing it to a point where it's just feeding that and then having to deal with those, you know, consequences or symptoms, so to speak, um, was extremely frustrating. So good for practitioners to know if you haven't gone through that experience to um, to really understand from the client perspective that it can be extremely frustrating to have your diet on point and then have it be a stress factor. So coaching them through that is where it becomes very important. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you said so many things that are valid in terms of, that, and that really forces the practitioner to expand their understanding and awareness of approaches, meaning there's a nutritional component, there's a dietary component, there is a, toxicity and immune system component you need to have tools available to your clients whether you perform them yourself or you have a trusted colleague that you can refer them out to that can do emotional uh, stress clearing work right a stressful event clearing things of that nature which which you and Tammy are more you know you guys are more uh, understanding of that because you've actually taken uh, continuing education in those areas beyond even what I know, but I, I love it. I agree with it. I understand its value, and we as practitioners need to really, when it comes to this issue, have several tools in the toolbox mm-hmm. with which we can draw from to uh, to help these people. Mm-hmm. And when you say several tools in the toolbox, that doesn't necessarily mean that you, the practitioner, needs to know numerous modalities and be able to do everything for that client that's not what you're saying you're saying you need to have you need to have tools in the toolbox so that you can still help the clients get through that and or refer or have referral sources where you can team up and work with other practitioners too yes that's exactly what i'm saying And, and you know chiropractic has an impact on getting this type of concern back under control uh, acupuncture can be a great tool. Emotional clearing of stressful events can be an, a, a, a wonderful tool. The right mm-hmm. herbals, the right nutrition, the right diet, the right monitoring, the right coaching, mm-hmm. the right support, the right amount of time. I mean, there are a lot of elements. You know, it's, this topic reminds me of something that I was sharing with, with clients just the other day. And that, you know, 20 years ago, when somebody came to my office, I could give them some Virex and Echinacea and three days later they felt amazing if they had a weakness for, you know, say it was during cold or flu season, right? Today, that same person can come in, it's four to six items and it takes two to three weeks. People as a whole, as a community, as a nation are not getting healthier. They're not getting more stable. There are pockets of us, you and me and our office and the practitioners that listen to this or or view us on Facebook, that they're doing their best to take care of themselves, their family, and their people in their community, but the community as a whole, the immune systems are getting more and more compromised. Diets are becoming more and more compromised. Mm -hmm. I'm not sharing anything that our practitioners aren't already aware of. What they're sometimes lacking in awareness is 
you cannot fix the problems of today with the tools that worked 10 years ago. Oh, that's a we, great point. We have to, we have to, we have to up level our viewpoint and our approach to be more all inclusive of other things. We don't have to, like you said, and I don't want to get the message across, you know, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. You, the practitioner, do not have to know 12 modalities. Mm-hmm. You, the practitioner, need to know people that fill in the other eight or nine that you don't specialize in mm-hmm. so that they can become a part of your team because it's taking a team approach to get people healthy. Yes, absolutely. And I know you guys have heard us say this before, but it never hurts to reiterate that we really are not, um, yes, we are recording this, so it will be on the Practice Blueprint podcast. Um, We are not, um, we're never, we're never wanting anybody to feel like they're competition with other practitioners. And this happens so often of like, yes, these different modalities can address some of the same things, right? And so what happens is, is we get caught up in this like, oh, I'm a, I, th- that person's a competitor, so I want to be careful referring to them. Now, there are some exceptions to this case, so I will just clarify this real quick. Um, because you want to choose who you refer to very carefully. That's a relationship that you want to build and nurture, and it needs to be two ways. Right, so it's not about you just referring to to this other person and they never refer to you. It's about you guys working as a team and you elevate both of your businesses together. What I'm not referring to because practitioners have run into this where you know they refer to a chiropractor and the chiropractor tries to take that client as a nutrition client instead of working with the nutritional therapy practitioner to dovetail together, right? Which would elevate both of their businesses. And what happens is, is they, by that, if by them getting into a, you know, of one of them trying to take the client and, and talking poorly about the practitioner that referred that person to them, this is why the relationship is important between the two practitioners. Um, so that you're not in that space of um, of referring and having them trying to steal your client um, or not talking positively about you. That's not at all what we're referring to. But finding those people that you can refer to and they'll refer back to you and then you both speak highly of each other and you both get to elevate your businesses and the community together and you both will actually grow more if it's done right. Yep, 100%. There's, uh, there's uh, the more awareness about what we do and what can be done in the arena of natural health and nutritional mm-hmm. therapy, the more business there is for everybody, as long as we're on, all on a very consistent mm-hmm. page with one another. And so what you're saying is criti- critically important. I mean, my, my chiropractor, Mike Nielsen there in Cheyenne, mm-hmm. he's, been working on me for, he's been working on me for a number of years and he and I have shared clients back and forth for years and years and years. He mm-hmm. does the adjustments. And if he comes across something that he thinks might be a nutritional situation, more often than not, he writes that little note to the client, and the client brings that with them to me on their next visit. To have uh, you check whatever he thinks might be going on. to have you check that side of the program. And then I always call his office, thank you. Hey, it turned out good. Appreciate your insight. You know, and, and, and that, that, that 
that one thing alone that Mike has done with me for years mm. has positioned me to be able to send him more and more and more structural referrals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, we really helped advance his business uh, because he's helped them stay, you know, mm-hmm. loyal to mine. And yes. that's, that's a very good, very healthy, very mutual, that's a no-lose relationship when it's conducted that way. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Um, that's that's a really good example of uh, professionals respecting one another, right? Yes. Um, and working together for what's best for the client, which the client gets better results and both businesses win. Um, I posted something earlier this week um, about a conversation I had with a practitioner, Anna. So big shout out to Anna. Super proud of her and what she's doing out in her community. Not letting any excuses get to her. But she lives in a town of only 2,000 people, and they have six chiropractors, six massage therapists, and two natural health practitioners, both doing biofeedback, by the way. Um, and, and she was booming. Her business was, I mean, she barely had time to talk to me. And so that's a perfect example of, you know, population doesn't matter. Um, how many other practitioners are in the community? Um, then, and this is a good example of how it actually is helping all of their businesses elevate because that community has more education than most communities have. And that's what we need to elevate everybody's natural health business is that awareness and education. And so it's working for them, not against them. So it's such a beautiful example of how we shouldn't see each other as competition. My father, when he started Country Doctor in 1998 in Torrington, population at that time was a little less than 6,000. It's a little over 7,000 now, so it hasn't grown much in 20 years. <laughs> um, he made himself aware to all the other practitioners in town, if, if, you know, the, the chiropractors, the acupuncturists, the massage therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he catered to their business, and what's the, one of the things that he told them was if you have any of these kind of cases that we can assist you with, you can rest assured because I do not do what you do. Mm-hmm. I will I will turn around and refer them right back to you for your their care, yeah. and I will help solidify your relationship with them. Being that I'm a third party, um, you know, educating them a little more about what you do and the quality of the work that they're receiving, and and you know, and so building each other up so that there's loyalty. Yeah. Because here's the thing, practitioners don't forget about this too, or they fail to remember, I should say, mm-hmm. is that when, it, when to get into a healing relationship with somebody, especially somebody dealing with candida or that yeast overgrowth, which will manifest and express itself in myriads of ways, yeah. and they're all over the place, and emotions is one of them, fear is one of them, irritability, anxiety, Moodiness, uh, depression, yeah. okay? These, the more you can educate and st- stabilize the person from an emotional and, and, and mental standpoint and help frame up and support the right mindset with them, with their other practitioners, and with you, you're buying everybody time with that client so that they can execute properly and get the results they're looking for. And if we're not doing that, if we don't have each other's back, we're never going to be taken seriously as the modalities that we are. Yes. We have to have have each other's back if we're going to be taken seriously. There are practitioners that Becca and I have met that think, well, I need to go get a grant, and or I need to go get scientific studies, or I need to get into a hospital to validate me. Bull. You need clients, 
and lots of them getting good, sustainable results, not perfect, but good, sustainable results and education pieces in, in place that allow them to achieve their dreams with their health, mm-hmm. realize not just you, but other practitioners in the community, what we have to offer, what our value is, and really see natural health start sweeping the country like it needs to. We are, ladies and gentlemen, we are falling behind. Yes. With all the work that we're doing, with all the things that we think we're involved with, with all the brochures and the fancy flyers that we're putting out there, at the end of the day, we are losing ground as an industry because people are getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And we all need to lock arms and unite and become a united front support each other, have each other's back, screw what modality you're doing, that is not the issue, and really get down to what the issues are to help these people, because we got people in every community, I got people in Cheyenne, Wyoming right now, that I'm the best kept secret there, unfortunately still, that don't know that this kind of help is available to them, that don't know my chiropractor yet, that don't know, uh, you know, the, the emotional uh, trauma events can be cleared by some of the work that you and Tammy do. They don't know these things and if they just knew and knew where to reach out and knew how to be a part of it, their lives would be transformed. Yes, absolutely. Well put, Dan. Thank you. Um, I, I, feel, I feel pretty ranty today. Sorry, guys. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> we enjoy it when you get ranty. <laughs> um, I also want to touch base on food logs um, because monitoring diet when somebody is on a candida protocol is like critical. Super, super important. You have to monitor their diet regardless of how healthy they say that they're um, eating, right? It's absolutely necessary, but setting that aside, I also just wanna share that we do require food logs from every single client, regardless of how their initial exam goes, every single client is required to do food logs for the first six weeks. I share that because that's a really important piece and I, and I get asked this quite frequently from practitioners if they should be you know, working on, you know, when they should be working on diet modifications with clients and it is pretty much always. Yeah. It is yeah. like even if they come in and they're like, I eat so clean, I, t- I do this, I do that, doesn't matter. They need to go on food logs because that's where yeah. the, the truth is. And I think this bears mentioning too some of the resources. Here, ch- ch- I'll tell you, I get tongue tied when I try to go on this topic because there's so much information flowing through my head. This, this is one of the areas where you people, you practitioners, you professionals, you need to really like when you get a chance you need to applaud becca and the work she's put into some of the website downloads the free downloads how many of you knew that five different downloads on just the country doctor nutritional center page not country doctor wholesale because i suspect and becca correct me if i'm wrong that these downloads are available there too but there's five different downloads easily used they are in generic form for, for helping people get over this condition that most all of your clients either have or it's a secondary stressor or may have in the future with their food logs, the phase one foods, the phase one menus, phase one recipes, um, the self-examination for fungal issues at home, the self-test for overgrowth. If you're not using this and having these printed off and keeping them in your exam rooms and having encouraging, encouraging your clients 
to do this self, you know, self monitoring once a quarter at the very least, preferably, you know, at, you know, preferably once a quarter, but at the very least twice a year. At the very least, they should be doing that fungal overgrowth test a minimum of twice a year, and preferably every quarter or change of season, because change of season changes stress as well on people. Okay, mm. and so, so these, you know, things you're touching on is the food logs. And what I want to make sure is just level that whole conversation up just a little bit for a moment and express to these people that the practitioners, we as practitioners, have got to use the resources, the tools that we already have. We don't need more tools. We don't have tools. We need to become skilled at using the tools. So if you haven't uh, gone to the website, the, the Country Doctor Wholesale website, uh, I don't know if those free downloads are there. I know they're on their Country Doctor Nutritional Center. They're on the countrydoctorwholesale.com. You will yeah. find in the, under the About section, there is a about free section. yeah, there's a free downloads page. And what what he is sharing for anybody that's new and joining us is that our Phase One diet, which is our Candida diet that we put our clients on, is on there as well as some other resources, some recipes. You're welcome to use those resources. Keeping in mind that when we're writing up a candida protocol, um, there is more than just that diet that gets that takes place. We have certain education, right, that we need to provide the client. Um, you know, there are certain supplements like we do. You know, yeast redux is going to be, um, all, you know, necessary for a candida case. Most likely, they're going to need, uh, you know, our probiotic and our enzyme enzymes. They're probably going to need, you know, obviously some gut support there as well. Um, and then we have, you know, food logs so that um, you can monitor their diet. So keeping in mind, so he's sharing that the phase one diet that is part of our Candida protocol is available to you guys under our free downloads on countrydoctorwholesale.com. Um, the other thing I want to share before we um, start wrapping up is that it's, it's, it's almost like clockwork that when you have somebody go through a candida protocol, you'll have to have them go through a heavy metal cleanse, usually right after that. Do you want to explain why that is, Dan? Well, what happens is yeasts and funguses, whether they're environmental or internal or part of the microbiome, have an affinity like a magnet for environmental pollutants. And when I say environmental pollutants, I mean air, water, and food chemicals, exposures, hydrocarbons, plastics, BPA, uh, the things that we pick up in modern living, okay? And they're like a magnet for these things. And when you start exposing one or clearing one out of the system, you can then bring on display the next layer of stress. So it's very important to to be aware of that as part of, you know, keeping an eye on it, part of that, uh, part of that good monitoring that you're gonna do with, with a client. Yes, absolutely. Um, we also have a question, so we'll cover that as well. But in uh... can I make one more comment, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Thank for it. Thank you. And this is timely too, because those other those other layers of stress that can show up, or the initial layers, one of them is brain fog. A lot of brain fog mm. with people. A lot of a lot of brain fatigue yes. can manifest as a, as one of the physical concerns people will present with the yeast overgrowth. And, and, and our, our featured product next month, uh, HP Memcal. Next week. Is, 
or next week, excuse me. Yes, yeah. thank you. Next week. Yeah. Uh, it is one of those things, and we'll do a we'll release a video I think uh, next week on it as well, mm -hmm. uh, going into more detail. But when you have someone says like, oh my gosh, I'm just so time wrapped, brain fog, my memory is terrible. I says, and you know that they're dealing with this primary as a mm -hmm. secondary support. You can always check to see if a little memcal in in their in their uh, program from day one doesn't give them some brain support, help them, gives them some relief. It calms down that activity, kind of starts giving them some some symptom release and better performance while you're going after the cause. So I want to make sure and work that in there as well. Yes, thank you for that. So Sky gave you a mic drop on your rant, by the way. Um, <laughs> she also thank said, you, "Yeah, she's also." She's also asking, um, what if you're only seeing clients once a month? Um, so what I, I'll, I'll let you answer this too, Dan, but my question would be, is that working well for you? Are you, are, are your, you know, 90% of your clients getting optimal results? Are, is your retention averaging around 80% of transitioning them into staying with you as a long-term client? So. Um, that's how I would answer that. I would love to jump on the phone with you and just maybe um, kind of discuss it a little bit more and see if that's working for you. Um, and I'd be happy to share, you know, kind of what, what we have found works best. Yeah. You know, it really depends on where you're at with the relationship. As, as many of you who have watched our videos or listened to some of our discussions or, or practice blueprint podcast or any of the live streams, you'll know that we really, we, we spend a lot of time focused on making absolutely certain that we have lots of meaningful contacts prior to starting a program and then very focused, specific, well-monitored contacts after starting a program. And there's a very psychologically strategic way of going about doing this, which gets the maximum results in the majority of the cases so that you get 90% success rates, you have great retention, your book is full, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of dynamics that should be happening in the context of your question, I can't answer it because, and that's why I, I appreciate Becca reaching out to you guys have a nice conversation on this. Yeah. There's several steps in our approach that lead up to seeing a client once a month. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that goes into that. It's very, it's very strategically spaced. It's well timed. What I find with a lot of practitioners, and and I don't know that this is Sky's situation at all. But seeing a client once a month, we tend, if that's from day one, here's what can happen. We tend to spend more time than we're actually being compensated for as a professional yes. in that one visit a month, okay? And it becomes a little overwhelming for both practitioner and client. We're spending an hour, hour and a half, you know, even 45 minutes to an hour can be a little, you know, are you really getting compensated properly and you're in a no-lose situation relationship with that client. So what I focus on is, is a lot of what Becca said, as long as you both are winning, as long as you both are thrilled, as long as you both are elated with the relationship, yeah. there's enough communication, there's enough contact, there's enough continuing education taking place. This person's mm -hmm. referring their family and friends, loved ones, coworkers, church members, association members, whatever. I mean, as long as those other dynamics are taking place in that relationship, once a month is perfect for you. Mm -hmm. But if all these other things aren't transpiring, if all these other things 
aren't the the byproduct of a really healthy, well-monitored, well-educated client, mm-hmm. well, then there's some things that should be looked at. Yes. Well put. Thank you. All right. If you guys have any questions on uh, Candida protocols, please feel free to drop a comment or send me a message. Um, I also want to share, we have an upcoming webinar. Um, all right, Dan, I'm going to let you go, okay, as we wrap up. Right. That's fine. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and hang up here now, too. I just want to make sure that everyone knows that uh, we are here for them. We appreciate their support, their comments. Please post questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, might mention the... Uh, might mention we've got a wonderful, amazing best ever practitioner weekend coming up. And I know you know the drill, right? Yep. Awesome. Thank you. Take care, guys. All right. Bye. Okay. So um, we have an upcoming marketing webinar, Marketing 101. And um, for anybody that's new here, um, we put out so much free education for you guys. Um, like we have our you know free Fridays, we have the Practice Blueprint podcast, we have a newsletter, um, you know we do a lot of stuff on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn. I mean we're all over the place. We're all about giving you guys as many free resources as you can. In addition to that, we have even more resources um, that are only available to country doctor practitioners. So part of our country doctor wholesale team. Um, and that's what this upcoming marketing webinar is gonna be. It's complimentary, but only for country doctor practitioners that are a part of our team. So if you're interested in learning more of how to become part of country doctor wholesale, um, please feel free to drop a comment or reach out to me. I'd love to hop on the phone, um, get to know you and your business a little bit better so then we can talk about kind of what that looks like. And we'd love to have you join us for the upcoming marketing webinar on February 28th. Um, And then as always, we appreciate you guys. Um, We appreciate everything you do. Don't forget next week is HP MemCal is our buy four, get one free. We have a buy four, get one free every single week on our tinctures. So if you don't have that calendar, you wanna get added to our newsletter, please feel free to reach out. And as Dan was mentioning, the practitioner weekend is coming up very soon, May 1st and 2nd. It's filling up, so if you wanna get registered for that, please reach out as soon as possible. Um, because we are going to have to unfortunately cut it off with how many people are coming, which is exciting. But we also do it in our clinic so that we can have hands-on training as well. So we have limited space and we'd really love to have you there. Um, But please touch base with me if that's something you're interested in attending. And we thank you guys. Have an awesome day and thanks for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint, the podcast. In order to get connected with us, By way of Facebook or online or with our LinkedIn accounts, check us out at our website, countrydoctorwholesale.com. It's countrydoctorwholesale.com. There you can get plugged into a number of resources, give us feedback, ask questions, find out about future practitioner events, and be plugged into the Practice Blueprint Manual, which does provide over 20 hours of continuing education credits for practitioners that need it. It is a accredited nationally program with the ANMCB and the AANWP. So again, thank you for tuning in and we look forward to catching you next time on Practice Blueprint, the podcast.